2: Welcome to another edition of the Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hello, hello.
3: Thanks for coming along today. How are you? We were doing a little uh, reading earlier, and um, and the word "friend" kept coming up. Friend. Hello, friend.
4: Hello, friend. I don't often I use don't, that I, in that context. You know why?
3: Because that's weird. No, 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 no. No, it's weird. not weird. Yeah, it is. No, people yeah, is. and people do that. I mean, I get what you say, what you but no, people do that as a means of... Hey,
4: friend. Can I, yes.
3: Okay. But I don't do it. it. But I is it a regional thing, maybe? Mm, I don't think it's I, a regional no. thing. Some people say, my, fr- my friend. How about the friend's worship, uh, those people? The, the friend's worship house. I think what? there's a friend's home. sort a Quaker house on Ellsworth Avenue, I believe. Friends.
4: Oh, right. Yeah, they call themselves friends. They call the them, friends. they probably call yes. each other friends. Yeah, they do. My friend. Yeah. I mean but there it's like their official title.
3: Right. <laughs> right. I right.
4: mean the real thing that John w- is trying to say is that we were trying to record some uh you know, commercial spots before we went to air today. And we had to abandon because there was we were just la- laughing too hard. You know when that happens? Mm-hmm. You know I'm so you're, bad at that, aren't I'm you? So ba- and once once it's funny. Oh, forget it. Then you can't make it unfunny. No, no, no. It's just no matter
3: <laughs> I've been on like, you know, I've been in front of like the camera, you know, on, like little shoots or something like yeah. that. And you're in a room full of people. It gets to be so bad. A couple of times, like the like people in charge will get mad, right? Of and course, they would scold you, of course. But, then, you can't, but it's you nothing makes it
4: funnier. <laughs> you can't help it.
3: I love it's so infectious. Isn't I mean, because it? then nothing makes sense. No. Like the universe kind of tilts hard to the left or to the right, and it just right. all sort of falls off the plate. Right. I like it. Who
4: uh, who was it with Jimmy Fallon? Lex, do you know this, Uh, who was on The Tonight Show, and he was starring in the – Bradley Cooper, I think it was. He was starring in The Elephant Man Mm. on uh, Broadway. Broadway. And it was, you know, he was his night to promo it on The Tonight Show. But the two of them got into a loop where no matter – they just couldn't stop laughing. They just could not stop laughing. They had to just – anyway, it's a classic. If you've never seen it, it, just look it up on YouTube. I Mm. mean, it (laughs) –
3: that's a good friend people
4: are paralyzed they just can't they can't get out of it
3: that's a sign that somebody likes each. they connect yes right right? you're on the same wavelength right except
4: they're and they're on TV in front of I don't know how many people watch the Tonight Show but it's a lot I don't watch
3: the Tonight Show do you?
4: only in clips ever never yeah only in clips you never watch clips either? no okay I
3: have no desire the uh, shows they're not airing now are they? the late night shows because of the writer's strike I guess they're not Mm -hmm. Lex are you are you watching that at all? I don't.
5: I don't usually watch See? them. No.
3: So I know millions and millions of people do.
5: Mm-hmm. Right?
4: So are they seeing reruns? Re- I have
3: no idea what's going on. Yeah. I'm watching Ted Koppel. Ted Koppel. <laughs> Some Nightline.
4: <laughs> Remember his big hair? <laughs> yeah. His big hair wing. Yeah. I'm not sure what that was. He it was, was kind like a bang. Of like an it was adult like Howie one duty. It was. It was like a really big bang. Mm-hmm. Over there. It was interesting. Coming up on the program today in the five o'clock hour, we welcome two guests. The first is Dr. Amy Peeler from Wheaton College. We're going to talk about the parable of the pearl of great price, which is, uh, I mean, it makes sense, uh, the parable, but putting it into the uh, world of spirituality, it just makes it seem enormous. Right. It makes it seem bigger than life. It's just, I'm I thought really about this the other day.
3: You read the story about the guy who found, who found a bag containing $5,000 in a bank parking lot and walked away with it. And he was like, well, there was nothing on it. I just figured I'd just take it. And then he got arrested. Yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> and they were like, he was like, no, it was just an innocent, innocent mistake. Sorry. Anyway, all right. Well, that's, not, that's not that terrible. No, that's not what it but, is. Yeah.
4: Anyway, that's at 510. I will also turn to uh, Dr. Bruce Ankoviak. He's a law professor at St. Vincent College, and we're going to talk about the Roe v. Wade decision. Yeah. And as a legal professional, um, how he saw the overturning of Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. and what he thinks might happen in the future around the issue of abortions. So that'll be interesting. Um, also, the top U.S. sports stadiums for food.
6: To
3: buy? Uh-huh. It's expensive.
4: Yeah, it sure is Went expensive. Went to a pirate
3: game on Sunday. There were five of us. We had hot dogs and, and uh, like, um, a beefsteak. Okay. Five of us. $163. <gasps> f- fries and, and Cokes. No alcohol. 163 bucks.
4: Oh, that's outrageous.
3: Two hot dogs, three hoagies, five sodas, a couple of fries, and it was that much money.
4: Oh, that's amazing. Well, we'll let you know where uh, PNC Park falls on that list. Uh, And also, the daily feature Does This Make Sense? Mm. Coming up in this hour, we're going to turn our attention to entertainment, and I'll just let you in on what we're expecting uh,
3: before we go to break. All right. So, uh, news? Well, there's a lot going on today. There sure is. All right. Without further ado, here's our top four at four
4: for Thursday, the last day of August Mm. 2023. Boy, that's hard to believe. That's hard to believe. I don't
3: like it at one bit.
4: Number one. Robert Bowers, the man who killed 11 at the Tree of Life Synagogue, has been moved to federal death row at the U.S. Penitentiary in Terre Haute, Indiana. Bowers, who was found guilty of all 63 counts against him and sentenced to the death penalty on August 3rd after a jury heard from 51 witnesses over nine days of testimony in the penalty phase, joins 43 other prisoners on federal death row. 39 are housed at Terre Haute. You can read more about that at today's trip. Number two. Nebraska's Republican Governor Jim Pillen yesterday signed an executive order strictly defining a person's sex. It is common sense, he said, that men do not belong in women's only spaces. So as governor, it's my duty to protect our kids and women's athletics, which means providing single sex spaces for women's sports, bathrooms and changing rooms. Pillen's order comes less than a month after Oklahoma's Republican Governor Kevin Stitt signed an almost identical order. Both state orders direct schools and other agencies to use those definitions when collecting vital statistics such as data on crime and discrimination. That's from ABC News. Number three. There are an alarming number, John, of students arriving on college campuses with gaps in their math skills. Academic setbacks from the pandemic follow students to campus where engineering and biology majors are struggling to grasp fractions and exponents. More students are being placed into pre-college math starting a semester or more behind their majors this is a long story um, from uh, the Associated Press today and it goes on to say the colleges largely blame the disruptions of the pandemic which had an outsized impact on math because reading scores we also know plummeted but math fell further by margins Makes not sense. seen in decades and recovery has been slower they focused John on George Mason University where fewer students are getting into calculus which is the first college-level course for some majors and more and more are failing mm. those those who are failing are often disengaging and disappearing from class. It's a huge issue, said the chair of the George Mason, Mason Math Department. We're talking about college-level pre-calculus, and students cannot even add one-half and one-third. Wow. I mean, that's incredible. I have to read one more. Jessica Babcock is from Temple. She said the magnitude of the problem hit home last year when she was grading intermediate algebra, which is her lowest level math class that she teaches. She said just as a softball, she decided to throw out, uh, she asked students to subtract eight from negative six. She said she graded a whole bunch of papers in a row. No two papers had the same answer and not a single one of them was correct.
7: Shoo, shoo, shoo.
4: I mean, that's an amazing story in today's AP. And number four, a judge ruled last week that Burger King must face a class action lawsuit accusing the chain of false advertising. What? The lawsuit alleges the burger chain falsely inflated the size of their Whopper in promotional material, appearing twice as large as they actually are. Mm. And that's
3: your top four at four. That's pretty much standard practice. You well, think? they
4: said that the actual burgers that are served yeah. are 35 percent smaller than what's marketed. Really, that's what they said.
3: Uh, I just thought it was perhaps an angle or a trick well, yeah. in the lens well, that, of well, photography.
4: Right, so that's what that's what is happening is that right. is the, moving
3: in and right, right. Everyone's TikTokking. Yes,
4: Burger King advertises its burgers. They said as large burgers compared to competitors mm-hmm. and containing oversized meat patties and ingredients that overflow the bun, but the amount of beef and ingredients contained in the actual Whopper did not increase, so it has materially overstated the size of nearly every menu
3: hmm. item. I'd still like to have a Whopper right now. Listen. Wouldn't you?
4: It's my favorite fast food burger.
3: Favorite, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see why. There used to be one down here uh, over the hill. It closed. Did it? Well, burger Listen, King. Listen,
4: I got to be honest. I haven't been in a Burger King in easily two decades.
3: Well, I think the three of us need to go.
5: To Burger King? Let's get a
3: Whooper. Oh, wait, Lex is saying no? Absolutely
5: nope. not. No, no to Burger, don't like King. Burger King.
3: I like Burger King. Where are
5: you going? I'm a Burger King hater. I love Wendy's, though.
3: Wendy's? I haven't been to Wendy's forever.
8: 101.5 W O R D. Coming up
7: on Real Life Radio.
1: What drives your thinking? What drives your passion? What drives your. Is it money? Is it success? Is it education? I'm not knocking any of those things. But the Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, Seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you.
9: Real Life Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs,
7: weekday mornings at 1130 on 101.5 Word FM. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800 333 1750 Lou will find a Term Life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800 333 1750 Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 333 Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750 or biglou.com. You've all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this
3: and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. Hey, it's John Hall. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, the Giza Sheets, MyPillow 2.0, and more. And great news, the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price of $79.98, and for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code WORD. That's a 50% savings. So, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. This is just $39.99 for a set. The deal will not last long. Enter promo code WORD for this special offer and many more.
9: Summer is almost over, and so are the savings at Bachman's Roofing. Take advantage of the summer savings bonanza with no interest and no payments until 2025. Now is the perfect time to check off those home improvement projects. Cracked or missing roof shingles? Bachman's has got you covered. Looking to add solar? Bachman's has you covered. Time to upgrade that cracked siding. Bachman's has got your back call Bachman's today to schedule your free estimate at 412-472-7103 or visit gobachmans.com
3: Remember G-rated films?
4: Okay, when I was little, when you say G-rated films, yeah. the first one I think of is uh um The Love Bug Oh, Herbie. Herbie. I was like, it's not Harvey. Oh, yeah. Herbie and the Love Bug.
3: Mm -hmm. I remember
4: the uh, Shaggy DA.
3: Oh, that's a good film, I think that was a film. Right.
4: And I think think it also turned into a TV show.
3: Mr. Limpet. Okay. You ever see that? No, I don't think so. Um, I remember very clearly, my nephew came to visit uh, in New York City we went to the Ziegfeld Theater on West 54th Street. Ziegfeld Theater, one of the largest single-screen movie theaters in the country. Mm. It had 1,200 <gasps> seats. What? And we saw in 1986 the Steve Gutenberg film called Short Circuit. We were the only two people at a matinee. We had such a blast. We never watched the film. He sat in the last row. I sat in the first row. <laughs> then I moved over to the left. He moved <laughs> over to the right. We spent the whole movie Move. just goofing on each other. <laughs> but the G-rated film, I mean, that was a staple.
4: Right. Okay. So, Lex, what do you think of when you think of G-rated films?
3: Oh, do you know, have you ever watched G-rated? Did you grow up with G-rated? Yeah. Yeah. she I did.
5: Was, yeah. I mean, I couldn't think of any off the top of my head. Okay. Though. That says something, Little Mermaid. Right? The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I'm trying to think because I remember watching a lot of movies like Flubber, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, right? Flubber, but, I, yeah, yeah. but I can't remember if they were G rated or like, G rated or not. Or not. Yeah. Uh, well, good, wonder if Honey well, I
3: Shrunk the Kids was kind of like yeah, a new era of yeah, that's a good question. G-rated. I
4: bet that's not G. I bet that's Me PG. Too. That's what I think. But G rated would have been The Little Mermaid, uh, Aladdin, mm-hmm. Beauty the and Disney the Beast, movies, all probably. the Disney princess movies would have been G rated. They
3: had to, had to add a little what. Something a word or a yeah, situation be a swear word or a something. cigarette or something like that, or it's a good to a PG. Shake it. right? Right,
4: right, Yeah, when you think of G rated films from when you were a kid,
3: yeah, what, what do, you do you think f- of? Um, the uh, Mr. Volkswagen, Mr. Limpet, okay, yeah, Shaggy Dog, all that stuff, all that Fred McMurray stuff, right? Yeah, uh, a ton of those things, Sound of Music, and I don't even know if it was called G rated then, Mary Poppins yeah fam they were known as family films, yeah
4: and a lot of those films were from before I was around, oh. but they were still available sure. in theaters,
3: especially I- on video cassette,
4: yeah, and then of course when when video cassette was around, then there were a ton of them,
3: but you know you remember i I remember very clearly going to your local video store, whether it was blockbuster or, or some independent on a Friday night and going looking with your for kids. family films and right I loved that so much right. I mean, it was like a treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. Let's go find something, and you'd get two or three. And
4: remember, Spy Kids.
3: I never saw that, but what? I know that wasn't it a franchise? Let's,
5: Spy I Kids. I loved Spy of Kids, of course, because it was so fun. It's mm-hmm. so good. That and like Shark Boy and Lava Girl, yes, which Shark are like Boy of the same era. Yeah, yeah. Man, are they good? Yeah, <laughs> they're they're so
4: good. They're so good. But there's an article in, in the New York Times. I think it was yesterday's Times that says that there's just an incredibly small number of G rated films now compared to even 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. When Lex was a
3: little girl. I mean, they're very, very rare now. And of course, most of them are animated films um, Elemental, Pixar, uh, the, the latest Cohab, The Little Mermaid, of course, Spider Verse, Teenage Kraken. The films just aren't out there like they used to be. Of the third of the films that are called family films right now, um, original programming, like uh, Elemental, which I've not seen. I've never heard of it. Um, They are not G. They're all PG or generally PG-13, right?
4: So it seems like production houses have decided that movies that are rated G are a no-go. Is that they're they're just not... Going to bring in the cash that they're looking That's for. That's the problem. Right? That has right? to be it.
3: A much chronicled demise of mid-budget movies. Mm-hmm. They know going in, these, these are not going to be blockbusters, but in the old days, Hollywood would make a bet these films will produce a, a profit margin. And now the profit margin is not necessarily, it's kind of like all or nothing at all, right?
4: The Times article says that while certain stressors on the family film predate 2020, the pandemic the pandemic obviously compounded the predicament. It disrupted the supply chain and pushed a lot of families out of the movie-going groove, right, and diverted quality releases to streaming services. So of the major genres, the family film has been the slowest to rebound theatrically, Mm -hmm. which has made studios reluctant to take chances on a wide release for riskier material. So if they're doing something that's G-related, they're going to release it it for streaming, but they're not going to release it for theaters. So if you're looking to take your kids to see something, it's cinema, you're kind
3: of out of luck. My guess is because it's expensive to go to the theater and you're competing with video games and streaming, 24-hour sports, social media, your kids don't necessarily, they weren't as interested or not as interested as we were growing up because movies were the thing. Now they're They're down the tier.
4: Right. It's just so different now because you can watch so many things on television. I mean, but I I was surprised to see that the Paw Patrol sequel was PG. Paw Patrol?
5: Mm. what? what, How can that be PG? Can I give you guys a little history about the rating? Yes, please. Um, So the first, I'm reading this from mtsu.edu. This is Motion Picture Ratings by Douglas C. Dow. Um, the First Amendment limits the degree to which governments can censor or ban movies. In 1968, the Motion Picture Association of America, mm-hmm. the MPAA, established a system of movie ratings for parents to use as a guide to determine the appropriateness of film's content for children's and teenagers, is what we're talking about. The rating system is voluntary, and there is no legal requirement that filmmakers submit for their films for rating. I didn't know that. No way, no. If you, if you don't get that. rated,
3: you can't show the film. I think. Who's going to pick saying, it up?
5: She's just saying it's voluntary.
3: The studios have to follow along a formula. They're not going to put them in mass studios if the film's not rated. Because it could be, you know, it could be XX. You, you're just taking a gamble.
10: You well, have to put a, a label on it. So, but It they,
5: may be voluntary, but it's, It may you know, be voluntary, but you're not going to. Yeah, it's voluntary. There's office, a good chance it? that, like like you said, like a lot of people will probably do it just as like a good faith. Or it may be in their um, policy, like when they are making it. It's movies. in their
3: best interest. Mm-hmm.
5: Yes. Okay. And fun fact, director Steven Spielberg was responsible for the PG-13 after his movies Jaws and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom were rated PG.
3: Oh, uh, so they bumped it up. They made a subclassification of PG. So it was was G, PG, then R. I mean, because that whole thing changed multiple times over the decades, Mm -hmm. how movies have been classified.
4: I couldn't go to see an R-rated movie. Because of what I mean, according to my parents, until un- you were how old? 17. Graduated from high school.
3: Uh-huh. Did you ever sneak? No, never. I never did. What was the first R-rated film you saw? I don't even know. Okay.
4: It wasn't that big of a deal, no, obviously. If, it, I, you, if you I'm greeting, if I'm greeting you with silence, right. but yeah. Uh, and here's the other problem: is that no one has to go to the movies anymore. No. I mean it used to be a thing that if you wanted to see a story in film form, that was the only way you could do it. But if you wait a month or two or six you can see the it's same the movies from the comfort of your couch, right?
3: So But there's something to be said there is about inco- the form. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna create a piece of work that exists solely within these contu- the contours of this. Right? I'm not going to step outside of whether it's fear, right, something scary imagery, or something social norms or language, some style of narrative. You must remain consistent to get that rating. Mm-hmm. It's a storytelling format.
4: I think that it's um, I, it's the ability to tell a story that appeals to both. I think this is maybe another place where we've gone wrong is that we have movies that are for kids that aren't interesting at all to adults, right? And The best movies are straddle, Right. The best movies actually entertain both, right? The yes. best books entertain both. And I remember um, Sally Lloyd-Jones was on our show years ago. Oh, yeah. She's such – a great writer and such a great thinker. And she said that one of the things that has bothered her so much over the years is the rise of like a Shrek movie, which is kind of funny to parents on a different level than it is to kids, but the same things aren't funny to both. Whereas you look at something like Phineas and Ferb, it's hilarious (laughs) at the same level to both parents and kids. And she said that's where the real art is, is coming up with things that parents can laugh at with their kids. How many
3: happy hours did you watch Phineas and Ferb? So many happy Our hours. Our kids loved it. We loved, loved it. I loved it. I get excited Are to sit down. Are you
4: kidding me? It was so funny, but yeah. it wasn't the kind of thing where there were like double entendres no, that no. we were like laughing at in the other room. It was just funny for everybody. great shading. And there's just, I, I don't think we That's have a lot of that. wonderful writing.
3: Have you seen the uh, Guillermo de Toro Pinocchio? No. It's excellent. and And that runs the parallel too. Is that right? For adults and children. Yeah. Well,
4: uh, the Narnia movies, uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was like that. Yes, I thought that was beautiful. Um, The one that starred uh, Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I hear there's going to be more of them. Really? Yeah. There's. That's one of the things that's, I guess, in production or in writing, okay. or I'm not sure how it's happening. But anyway, those are for both.
3: Yes. Right? We've been talking about, you know, we always go to the drive-in. Here it is August 31st. We've yet to go to the drive-in. We have to go to the drive-in.
4: We have to go to the. But department. there's nothing out there that I can go. I'm going to go to sleep. No, 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 no. Yes, I am. I go to
3: sleep every time. It's going on a Friday night.
4: We need to go to a break. Right, when then. we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about the movies. We're going to talk in particular about Barbie because I saw it last night, which means all three of us have seen I it. it. We're going to talk about the film, what we thought of it. So stay close. It is the Thursday edition. You found the ride home. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home
11: you will not regret it when you called Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life and it was the best thing I could have done for myself because once I called Trinity, they took care of me and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me. I love it.
9: If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496.
11: I'm Corey and I'm debt free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496.
9: 96.
12: Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill, wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be.
1: Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Surround Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh.com Runners take your mark for the 41st annual Labor Day 5K Classic. Monday, September 4th, known as the fastest 5K race in Western PA, the 5K Classic benefits the work of Washington Christian Outreach to help meet the material and spiritual needs of the underprivileged in the community. Race time is 9 to 11 a.m., beginning at Stone Pavilion, Washington Park. Runners and walkers of every age and ability are welcome. Sign up by 9 a.m. on race day or find the event in advance at RunSignUp.com. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? What is done right? Call, doing it
7: right. 724 New Roof.
8: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey.
13: 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Would you risk crossing a street busy with traffic? Against the light? Wearing a blindfold? Probably not. Other risks aren't as obvious, but could be just as deadly, like the risk for type 2 diabetes. Take the free diabetes risk test to learn if you're at risk. Go to diabetes.org/take-the-test, or call 1-800-diabetes and stop diabetes before it stops you. A message from the American Diabetes Association.
11: Clear skies for tonight. A jacket may come in handy. The low 53. Plenty of sunshine tomorrow. High 79. Good weather for sleeping tomorrow night with clear skies. Low 56. Beautiful start to the weekend Saturday. Mostly sunny skies. A high of 85. Plenty of sunshine Sunday. Very warm. More humid. The start of an extended period of heat and humidity. The high 89. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
3: We're a little late to the party.
4: But well, I'm a little late to the party. You two aren't.
3: All three of us have seen in theaters, in the theater, the Greta Gerwig production of Barbie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's received a lot of press.
4: Lexi saw it first. Mm-hmm. You saw it second. I came in at the very end and saw it last night.
3: I saw it with my two sons and my wife, all and four of us. I saw it with my daughter. Lex, who'd you see it with?
4: I saw it with my boyfriend.
3: Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, I, it's gotten
4: a lot of criticism, especially from Christians and not from, I would, I shouldn't say that not from Christians, from people who are conservative. Yes. Whether it's religious conservatives or it's political conservatives.
3: Now, uh, whenever we talk about, you know, movies, I always have to say, it's just a movie,
4: right? It's just a movie.
3: It's not going to change your life. And if it does, maybe you need more of a life. Right? It's just a movie. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it just disappears into the vapors. It's not gonna change the world. It's not gonna build up kingdoms or destroy kingdoms.
4: Okay, so we can all agree on that. Yes. The the, the film is not going to It's a to film. It's ruin- a movie. Right, right.
3: I sat there and ate popcorn and smiled. And that was it. Sometimes I guffawed, sometimes I cringed. Because it's an artist creation. And that artist brings all these different viewpoints and tools, ideas, perspectives. And they sit in our lap. And in this particular perspective, it is wrapped with a glossy pink bow.
4: What did you think of the film?
3: I liked it. I thought it was goofy. It's Barbie suffering through an existential crisis. It's a doll that, of course, everybody knows. A lot of people have played with. I raised my hand because I had five sisters. And you imprint yourself on the doll. And now in this experience, the doll imprints itself on us because it's suffering through who am I? What is beauty? What is life beyond Mm -hmm. what I perceive to be? What about men in this involvement? How do men and women interact with each other? What about beauty? What about sex? Mm -hmm. What about power? All those things are kind of pushed at in this movie, right?
5: Lex, what did you think of it? I absolutely loved it.
3: Uh Uh-huh.
5: I enjoyed it so much. Um, I think it gives a very good perspective of kind of, uh, I think it's a movie for the whole person, I think, in a weird way. Like when I watched it, this is how I explained it to Kathy when I first watched it. I felt like, my younger self, like every version of myself I have been, I feel like they watched that movie and felt validated by it. <laughs> That's good. Um, That's a really good way to say it. Yeah. And I also think that a lot of the criticisms it gets, while you can gr- hold them in your hand and you can look at them and objectively kind of. I can
3: say yes. Yeah, I can I say
5: I can, I, I can kind of get it. Sure. Um, but I think that there's a lot of nuance that a lot of people aren't taking it from it. It was a it. joke. Yeah. yeah. What did you think? I liked it.
3: Good. I did. And your daughter? Loved it. Yep.
4: And it was the second time she had seen it, so she had a little bit of a different response okay, good. than uh, she did the first time. Which I always I like to was, see a film Yeah, yeah. So I would like to see it because there were several lines mm, I kind of missed. And I was people, everybody was laughing, and I thought, oh, I, I, I didn't quite hear that. So I'd right. like to go back and see it. Um, I feel like a lot of... Uh, I can see why a lot of men would
3: not like it. <laughs> I could see that too. You know, but again, because, lighten but, up, but here, up yeah, just up. lighten
4: up, but it's not because, not right. because you're going to get mad, but just because you're going to be like, you don't really get it. Right. So I, you know, I, I could right. see that. Um, I mean, sorry. Wait.
3: Ryan Gosling
4: is so hilarious. He
3: essentially steals the film.
4: It is. So he is so, so funny. Wait,
3: to me, here's what a takeaway. Ryan Gosling says, Hey, I'm just a dude, and that's enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is my mojo dojo casa house. <laughs> I am enough. <can-uff. laughs> I mean, it's all in that spirit I know. of it's, fun. It's
4: it's really funny. I am enough. Okay, but but I did think this. Hmm. I thought there were a couple parts of the film that actually made me stop in my tracks.
3: Yeah, a yeah. couple
4: points in the movie that I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, one part is when, um, the when Ken is in, like, the regular world, like the world that we live in. Yeah, he leaves and Barbie he, Land. He leaves Barbie Land, and he, he goes into the regular world, and he goes into the library, and he's trying to get books <laughs> on what men... How, how
3: men operate. Yeah, how... How to be a man. How to
4: be a man. Yeah. And he finds a book on, like, reinforcing the patriarchy. <laughs> right. Um how to, how to exert your power over women. <laughs> And horses.
3: And everything's horses. Right.
4: No, because all he wants is to get books on horses because Mm. he loves horses. But he feels like he has to also get the books on patriarchy because that's what it is to be a man. And I thought to myself, that's really an insightful point is that. And I don't think it's a man hating movie no. at all. I, mean, I thought it was actually very sympathetic to men, and that mm-hmm. was the point that I noticed it the most. Trying to was, figure it out. You're trying to. Men are trying to figure it Everybody out. Everybody is, right? And how do mi- I fit in? There might be a man who just likes theater, or this there might be a man who just likes music, or just like football, or just likes horses, and somehow all of you men are kind of being being dared to get caught up in the patriarchy thing and you're like all i wanted to do was look at horses when i
3: saw that when i thought about it i thought there's a guy who needs a dad yeah right trying to figure it out because ken never had a dad right so he's going through outside sources trying to make sense of it. right and all
4: all he really wants to do is read about horses
3: how about when bobby how about when barbie was flat-footed
13: was that
4: hilarious (laughs) Or when she tries to sit down and then tries to lay down. I mean, it's very funny. And
3: the the cool thing about the Barbie is, of course, you know, you're a certain age. If if you're 70 or 60, you played with Barbies probably. Mm -hmm. So there's this whole generational sweep. And that's one thing the film does so well. Presents all these different styles of Barbies in all their different creations over the decades. Yeah. I mean, astronaut Barbie, secretary. How about TV Barbie?
4: Oh, yeah. It has TV in (laughs) her back.
3: (laughs) Walking around. Nobody
4: wanted that. I love Greta Gerwig. Oh, yeah, I do too. Uh, Okay, now let me bring up another thing that made me stop and and pay attention. Uh, The speech that the mom in the movie, who played her? America Forever. There we go. The speech that she gave.
3: To her daughter. To
4: her daughter. Yeah. Just about what it's like to be a woman. That was great. Now, listen, let me say this. If you're a man, you might listen to that speech and think, Oh come on, cry me a river. But listen, it was spot on. Listen, it's spot on. <laughs> it is spot on. So even if you don't like how it sounds, Mm-mm. I'm telling you that that's how women feel. Yeah, okay. I get it. It's worth
3: hearing. Everything is changing. Worth I'm trying. To... Hearing
4: yeah. it is worth hearing. I thought that was really well done. Um, the last thing that really made me uh, sit up and take notice is when, um, what's her name from Taxi, Rhea Perman.
3: Oh yeah, uh, she ca- plays sort of an. Ethereal guide. Yes. She's the, she's the original creator of Barbie and she's this little Jewish woman.
4: So she goes and she meet and she and Barbie come together at the end. They meet. And Barbie says, who should I be? Mm
10: -hmm.
4: And she says, you're the creator. Tell me what I should be. And Rhea Perlman says, I can't make you into anything. You have to decide what you want to be. And I thought to myself, we have really, we don't understand what creator means. Mm-hmm. Because that's not what creator means. If, if Rhea Perlman really was the creator of Barbie, right. of course she could tell her what to do. She's the creator. Yeah. So somehow in.
3: That was watered down. Because Barbie was sold to us from a late 50s, early 60s ideal of womanhood beauty. This was what you should be. This is the creation we should strive for, which is deeply out of proportion, obviously.
4: Right. She couldn't even stand. She wouldn't be able to stand. That
3: is beauty. Right. It evolved from that single seed.
4: Yes. But what I'm saying is that the creator of Barbie could have made Barbie into anything Mm -hmm. because she created Barbie. It's weird that we have imbued ourselves and therefore our toys as creators, as being able to exist on their own and make all their own choices. Mm. And I thought that was curious because that's not the same theme of any movie that you would have seen 30 years ago.
3: Not Mr. Potato Head.
4: No, you wouldn't have because Right. right. So, and the last thing I would say, and Lexi, I want to get your read on this is there was a lot of angst between men and women in the movie. But the one thing the movie didn't touch on is how Bad women are to other women.
5: Yeah, I would say that they didn't touch on that very often or at all, really. Um, well, I think they kind of do in a weird way when Barbie first meets uh, America Ferrer's daughter um, at the school. Right. She and was the, rejected. And the four oh, girls yeah, that that's, are that's sitting That's a there good point. And they're like you're a fascist right. <laughs> which was hilarious and then at the very end barbie's like i don't control the railways or the flow of commerce <laughs> um so i i think <laughs> which was such a cut sure. it was so funny um but i think that in and it of itself kind of portrays like how the world sees other women sometimes that we look at someone who is kind of like barbie-esque and we go oh like they're just they, we have like a type for them there's they're clicks they're, cliques, they're yeah right, um, but on that other on the other end of that spectrum, I think my one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when Barbie is looking around at the real world and she's sitting right next to a very elderly woman, yes, um, and she sees the beauty in that woman mm-hmm. and she yeah. so beautiful, you're so beautiful, and the <laughs> the old woman goes. I know that. <laughs> I think that was a very beautiful moment. I did, movie. I did too. Yeah, yeah. I really did too.
3: Uh, you know, and the the sisterhood was the overriding thing in many ways, right? Because Barbie wakes up first thing in the morning, and of course she doesn't wake up with her hair disheveled or, you know, mm-hmm. a bad right. breath or anything. She's perfect from conception. And she gets up and everyone goes, Hi, Barbie. Hi. And Barbie spends the first hour X number of minutes waving and loving to everybody she meets. Everybody wants to be Barbie, even Ken.
4: What's right. I can't wait to be so close to Barbie. Right, Ken's day doesn't mean anything unless Barbie looks at him. Right,
3: I need the acknowledgement, right? All right, we
4: need need to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about HBO's new movie, The Righteous Gemstones, which the Times is calling a complex and hilarious take on American faith. It's next, Thursday edition of The Ride Home. 101.5
8: WORD.
7: The Harvest Crusade with Greg Laurie, a message that saves souls and transforms lives.
0: Are you hopeless tonight? Hope has a name, and it's Jesus Christ, and he's ready to change the course of your life.
7: Be listening right here for The Harvest Crusade with music from Chris Tomlin, Bill Wickham, Michael W. Smith, Taya, and Passion, and an important
9: gospel message from Greg Laurie. Here at Monday, Labor Day at 5 on 101.5 WORD.
13: We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax relief advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's 5,000, 50,000, or 500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids, no matter where you are, call now. That's 800 575 6745. Tax relief advocates. Real solutions
7: for real people.
13: We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. But
12: we
7: don't speak Spanish.
12: So we started using Babel. And started learning Spanish fast.
3: With Babel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. Babel's conversational method teaches you real life words and phrases. And with Babel's interactive, bite sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned.
10: Como te llamas?
3: Como te llamas?
10: De donde eres? De donde eres.
3: When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind.
13: In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish.
3: Estoy
0: muy emocionado para ir a España contigo.
6: Aww, he just said, I'm very excited to go to Spain with you. Nos vamos a divertir mucho. And that means we're going to have a lot of fun.
10: <laughs> sí. Gracias, Babbel.
6: Babbel, language for life.
9: Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's babel.com, Babbel.com, B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
3: Oftentimes, and of course, for obvious good reasons, people of faith are portrayed as um, caricature in mainstream media, mm-hmm. in popular entertainment. Now, there's a, a new, there's a series. It's not new. This is a uh, season three coming up. It's called The Righteous Gemstones, and it is streaming now on HBO. It stars John Goodman as the patriarch of a Religious Broadcasting Prosperity Gospel Empire and all the assorted characters from that. Mm -hmm. Here's a review in today's New York Times, and they say this. It's hard to find a doctrine that better explains this country's political and cultural trajectory over the past 50 years than the so-called prosperity gospel, which reversed the old dogma in one key seductive way. It came to interpret The attainment of worldly wealth and privilege as proof of spiritual exceptionalism. The rewards of a life lived righteously, Jesus says in Matthew 19.24, and I say again unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. But across the end of the 20th century, any number of figures built immense and lucrative flocks by coming at that problem from a very different direction. That's the premise. Now, fair warning, we've not seen any of this. Mm-mm. Nope. I saw a trailer for it. It made me raise an eyebrow. But now that I read deeper about this.
4: You want to watch it. I do want yeah, to it. Yeah, because you want to see how they're going to treat people of faith.
3: Well, now, I'm interested about the prosperity gospel because yeah. that's an always an outlier, uh, at least from our perspective, of Christian faith.
4: That first sentence you read from
3: the article in yeah. The
4: Times, can you read it again?
3: Yeah. There's a lot going on there, isn't there? It's pretty deep. It's hard to find a doctrine that better explains this country's political and cultural trajectory over the past 50 years than the so-called prosperity gospel, which reversed the old dogma in one key seductive way. It came to interpret the attainment of worldly wealth and privilege as proof of spiritual exceptionalism, the rewards of a life lived righteously. That
4: is such an indictment. Now, you can say that the entertainment culture does whatever they want and that they always make a mockery of Christians. I get all that, and I agree with all of that. Uh, We see that all over the place. However, Christians who have taken to the prosperity gospel have believed an outright lie and a perversion of how Jesus lived and what he taught. I mean, that the prosperity gospel is not the gospel, and it is not good news. It is not good news. And so if there's going to be a cultural artifact like a TV show that's going to kind of give you the inside track on the prosperity gospel, then good. Because the more that people mock it, hopefully the people who are believing it will realize that it's just a house of cards. There's nothing, absolutely nothing about Jesus life. Nothing. The suffering servant. That would lead any believing follower to think that their life was going to be full of prosperity and that money was going to be a sign of God's favor it's just not it's never been the case. it'll never be the case
3: it's uniquely American
4: it's pathetic
3: right I mean it's the melding of our you know what, though, quest I don't, for you know what it's
4: not uniquely American though you don't think no because it has afflicted several parts of Africa. There's a really mm. good book that Kate Bowler wrote from Duke University on the prosperity gospel. I can't think of the actual title, but if you look her name up, you'll find it. And um, it has afflicted large swaths of the South Korean church. So it is a worldwide movement. It might be it. It's it, you can see, though, I it's how, yes, and you can see how Americans and their con- you know, the consumeristic tendencies of whatever culture could easily grab onto right. it.
3: Because I need a new jet. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's on HBO right okay. now. We're curious about it. It is called The Righteous Gemstones. It's streaming now Yeah, HBO. if anyone's seen
4: it, kind of want to hear what you think.
3: Yeah, very much so. Just
4: 800-320-8255. Just give us a call. 800-320-8255 if you saw The Righteous Gemstones. Otherwise, uh, we'll be talking about uh, Trail Mix Day. That's today. Your next day, John.
3: Thank you. I would like to have some. Doing it right,
4: roofing,
1: siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724 New
7: Roof.
10: So this is a radio ad and I wanted to tell a story that proves that sometimes bad moments can often lead to good moments or opportunities. But my story was about 30 minutes, so instead, here's the headline. Loving family's beach vacation is ruined by a flaming lasagna and nephew vomiting on gate agent, only to be saved by the most meaningful staycation ever. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and bad creating some good is exactly what we're seeing right now. Interest rates are not great, but, They have finally brought home prices down, at least for a bit, creating an opportunity, which is why we're seeing thousands of listeners across the country looking to buy the new home now because the price is forever, with the plan to refinance the rate tomorrow when rates settle. If that's you, please know that we have a direct lender advantage that can often save you lifelong money. We our United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, in New York. And thirteen thirty.
14: That's 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672.
10: Let's
15: be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65+. plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74 and for many with Medicare parts A and B looking at other options that's 50% or more saved per month no gimmicks it's $99 a month and you can use any Medicare approved doctor or facility and you get 24/7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home better yet Metashare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that'll pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about Metashare 65 plus. Here's the number. 833 share 55. That's 833 S-H-A-R-E 55. 833 share 55. Runners, take your mark for the 41st Annual Labor
1: Day 5K Classic, Monday, September 4th. Known as the fastest 5K race in Western PA, the 5K Classic benefits the work of Washington Christian Outreach to help meet the material and spiritual needs of the underprivileged in the community. Race time is 9 to 11 a.m., beginning at Stone Pavilion, Washington Park. Runners and walkers of every age and ability are welcome. Sign up by 9 a.m. on race day or find the event in advance at RunSide.com up.com. roofing, siding, or remodeling.
7: Seven two four new roof.
4: Today, of all things, is trail mix day. Who decided that? I don't know.
3: Seriously, is there a trail mix lobby?
4: All I know is there's a lot online about trail mix today. Really, a lot online. So when you think of trail mix, you you know you've got your nuts, your fruit.
3: Mm-hmm. Your seeds. Little sesame things. Right. Your little hot. Th- I like Cajun trail mix. So do I. Yeah. How about you and that lime Cajun trail mix?
4: That lime. Or how about the Chipotle lime from Walmart?
3: Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that? Yeah, yeah.
4: That stuff is
3: delicious. Although, do you not also enjoy the M&Ms in the trail mix? I, I mean, feel
4: like that's the top of the heap. It
3: is, but it's kind of like cheating in a way. So
4: it's peanuts. Mm-hmm. It's M&Ms mm-hmm. and raisins.
3: Sounds pretty good,
4: and then you can throw some sunflower seeds in or something. Yeah,
3: like if you like, imagine like people like I'm working out really hard, so I, I need some MMs.
4: Right, it's not good for you, but the rest of it is. Is it? Well, I ra- don't think raisins, it's healthy. peanuts, and pumpkin seeds would be really good there's for probably you. Probably
3: like MSG and salt and sugar well, and you, blah. You, well, you have you know? to look.
4: You have to look at it. Yeah, I mean, you have to look at what the label says. I find it so incredibly delicious. Mm -hmm. How about ones with like pumpkin seeds? Are you okay with that? Oh, I like
3: pumpkin seeds. Okay. Yeah. I I sort of fall into a hole though. Like when you go to the trail mix section of your store, right? I stand there like with, you know, mouth agape.
4: Because a lot of it is not, it's certainly not a health food. I mean, certainly not a health food. Is the
3: overriding thing though, is it truly being sold as healthy? Trail mix? Yeah. Yes. You think that's the whole thing? It seems to me like it's just you know fancy like you know fancy candy. Well,
4: I, that's well, you're it's, you're absolutely right. But it's that, a wolf
3: in sheep's clothes. Yeah,
4: but that's 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 not the way it's sold. It's sold as something healthy. I think it's more of a snack. Uh, okay, now here's what's interesting: is did you know that it was created by Native Americans? Well,
3: that would make sense. Yeah. Wait, and when? Like recently, or no, like, you know, no, no, thousands
4: of years. Yeah, yeah, thousands yeah, yeah, of. of course, they said yeah. thousands of years old. Originally, it included buffalo meat.
3: Oh yeah, the
4: original trail mix had buffalo meat. Chew in on it.
3: that. Do you um, like jerky? No, you don't like jerky. Like no, a, really, really, I love that stuff. No, is it's that good a, for
4: you? That's got a ton of sodium though.
3: I love it. I don't right? care if it's. It's really good.
4: Lex, how do you feel about trail mix?
5: I like trail mix. It's pretty good. <laughs> but not but, out
3: of your way. You don't seem enthusiastic.
5: Uh, no, mainly because it is healthy, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. However, the big thing is is that it's super calorie dense. So yes, it is. If you're someone like me looking at, you know, counting calories, looking at how much they can eat in a day, well, I'm I'd rather have something it. a little less cal- caloric. Right.
4: Yeah, that's the whole problem. However, if I see, I look at trail mix as something that I pretty much have every day.
3: Every day?
4: Yeah, like a, a version of it. Really? I will have it every day. Every day? Yeah, because I just, I love it that much. It's like part of my caloric profile. Do you have some in your office? Well, don't you wish you knew? Well, no, I, I actually don't. I have I dry just, roasted peanuts in my office. I just office. finished it. I also have microwave
3: popcorn. Want some microwave, microwave? popcorn? I like it's For work, it's good. Total disappointment. Well, I mean, just generally. Complete
4: and totally But in work, it's kind of like
3: a little bonus. Oh, I get some popcorn at work. I like that.
4: Yeah, but how often do you make it? I'm here every day.
3: Mm, not that often. Not very often, right? right. Yeah.
4: Um, I feel like the raisin is underrated. I always have raisins.
3: Really? I think the raisin's overrated.
4: I have them right here. Really? Oh, see, I always
3: have them. That kind of reminds me of They're like- always around. Raisins remind me of like the Great Depression. Wow. <laughs> you weren't alive. Well, they just have that sort of veneer in my life. You know what I mean? Raisins? They have the, do. Have the depression hey, Yeah, like, like, like when we were growing up, like, hey, would you like a box of raisins? Not really. No. It's not like, oh, holy smokes, I could have had a box of raisins. I don't think so.
4: I love raisins. Really? I eat them every day. Every single day. Every,
3: raisins and trail mix.
4: Raisins in Trail Mix. Yeah, so every, yeah, every okay, good Trail yeah. Mix has raisins, right? Um, I, mean, okay. I, I was just trying to look up on my Amazon profile the kind of Trail Mix that I purchased mm. about a month ago. It's CARS, K A R, uh, apostrophe S. Yeah. The sweet and salty Trail Mix. It's the original, apparently. It is the greatest Trail no Mix kidding? I've ever had in my life. Really? CARS. It, CARS. Right. Uh, Detroit born 1933.
3: Really? Oh, oh. It is. It's got five, four and a half stars there. It is. And its got to be pretty so good. So
4: incredible. So if you're looking for a good trail mix today okay. to celebrate National Trail Mix Day, try CARS, K A R S, the American Trail Mix. This
3: portion of the Right Home is not sponsored <laughs> by CARS Trail Mix. Just, However, we're happy to eat it.
8: We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Count
13: code ERIC.
0: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. And you spinning out in the Atlantic Ocean, but still responsible for soaking rain, coastal flooding, and gusty winds in North Carolina and Southeast Virginia. President Biden speaking from FEMA headquarters in the last hour. This federal help is on the way.
16: We're making available federal assistance for Florida survivors whose homes are damaged or destroyed by the declaration that I agreed to. And we're helping both Florida and South Carolina with the delivery of meals, waters, and uh, debris, debris removal. That's going to
0: help both states begin their road to recovery and do it immediately. The president will visit Florida this weekend. If you're squeezing in one last summer trip over the Labor Day weekend, expect lots of company. The FAA predicts it will be the third busiest holiday weekend of the year behind Juneteenth and President's Day. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 117 points, but the NASDAQ is up 36. This is SRN News.
2: The book of James gives us a long list of guidelines for godly living that can be overwhelming. We're told to love all people equally, not boast, don't speak evil. That's just the beginning of the list. How can we do this when our wills compel us to go our own way? The book Radically Whole provides practical help for managing a divided heart. Ask for your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate.
13: Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government.
11: Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800 900 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an
3: investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. You've all helped support Pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. Hey, it's John Hall. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, the Giza Sheets, MyPillow 2.0, and more. And great news, the MyPillow 6-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath tiles, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price of $79.98, and for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code WORD. That's a 50% savings. So, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. This is just $39.99 for a set. The deal will not last long.
2: Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to your retirement blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Clear skies
11: for tonight. A jacket may come in handy, the low 53. Plenty of sunshine tomorrow, high 79. Good weather for sleeping tomorrow night with clear skies, low 56. Beautiful start to the weekend Saturday, mostly sunny skies, a high of 85. Plenty of sunshine Sunday, very warm, more humid, the start of an extended period of heat and humidity, the high 89. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
15: Welcome to another edition
2: of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. it hey, is things coming along. It's a really
3: pretty day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So gorgeous. It has
4: a little hint of fall. Yes, it
3: does. Last night was lovely. Did you step outside and see the uh, blue moon?
4: I did. I was out in Squirrel Hill last night mm-hmm. seeing the, uh, a movie and walking around, and it was a beautiful night, and I had to have a sweatshirt on.
3: Mm-hmm. You're wearing a wrap now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's the last day of August. I, I, I don't know why, but this year affects me because it went by. It went by so fast. It's really? Summer's going to be over? Yep. Whew. I mean, you, don't you wait all year long for summer? I wait all year long, and then here it is.
4: I couldn't agree more. I'm
3: not ready. I'm not ready for this. For the, I'm not ready for cold. Are you ready for cold?
4: No, of course. You know me. Are you kidding? Man, oh man, that's rough. If you missed any of our first hour, uh, we talked, for the most part, about films and TV, Um we talked about what happened to G-rated films. We gave each one of us our review of the new Barbie film, which we all saw in the theater. And we talked about HBO's film or HBO's TV show, The Righteous Gemstones, which is about the uh, prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. And uh, so any of those things, if you missed them, are available at our podcast. So just find us wherever you get your podcasts. The Ride Home with John and Kathy.
3: Very nice. So uh, news today, a uh, former leader of the uh, Proud Boys... We never talk about the Proud Boys. Uh, Sentenced today to 17 years in prison. It is just shy of the longest punishment imposed on a participant in the uh, January 6 riots at the U.S. Capitol. A man by the name of Joseph Biggs, who's uh, 39. Uh, What a sad,
4: it was really an ugly story. story.
3: The whole thing. Uh, Joseph Biggs said in a tearful statement to the judge that he was not a leader. But one of the seduced, quote, I know that I messed up that day, but I'm not a terrorist. My curiosity got the better of me, and I'll have to live with that for the rest of my life. He said he had been planning for January 6th to be his last outing with the Proud Boys. His violent statements were a way to vent anger over being injured as a combat soldier in Iraq and learning that a young family member had been abused. He said, I use that rhetoric to cope and to not take violent action. Mm-hmm. Now, what's surprising is, I mean, they were, the the government was saying 33 years, mm-hmm. 33 years. The judge, I thought, was very fair-minded. He said, you know what? I'm not going to call you a terrorist. That's for others to say. But what happened on that day was heinous, and you must pay the price for that. Um, Joseph Biggs, you know, he worked for InfoWars.
4: Yeah, Alex Jones.
3: Yeah. And... Um, They call him a lieutenant in the organization because wasn't one of the main leaders, but available that day after one of the main leaders uh, was not able to march. He had been banned from Washington, D.C. Much will be said and written about this, and especially President Trump's role in this, in summoning the Proud Boys and others who were like-minded to the Capitol on January 6th. Right, which he did. Yes. Now, of course, that's going to go to trial. And that's a whole other story about this country and election denial Mm -hmm. and what is truth Mm -hmm. and what is democracy and how we choose our leaders.
4: Right. But this story is about one man who got caught up in rhetoric that was helping him to deal with deep seated. Issues in his
3: own life. He said that after he was... He spent eight years in the service. After those eight years was over, he came home and was unmoored. Mm -hmm. And he picked up drinking as a means of support. So here's a man, whether or not he's an alcoholic or not, but a heavy drinker, clouded in his judgment and wanting to grab onto something, right? Larger than himself, Mm -hmm. along with anger and family situations. And it's easy to see... How, in his own words, he became seduced. Yeah. One of millions across our country who would raise their hand.
4: In speaking to him, the judge said, uh, in addition to what you've already read, John, you know, I'm not going to call you a terrorist. He said, what you did do that day is you destroyed America's peaceful transition of power. And now it's not coming back. So you broke the seal, you opened Pandora's box, and now it's all out there.
3: We used to say that. There's always been a peaceful transfer of power. Now we don't say that anymore. You can't Mm -hmm. say that. It's a heartbreak, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And it's playing out in real time in all, I think, all of our lives. It's fascinating to think. I mean, this is in our living rooms. You mean mean the, the angst? The conversation about America Mm. and what is true, what is right, Mm -hmm. what is good, who are we as a nation, the role of media, the left versus the right, red state versus blue state, all those things. So complex. And oddly, weirdly, in the middle of it is Jesus, right? You're a believer. That's heard of it in some way.
4: Is Jesus Christ,
3: the yeah. Lord and Savior well, of the they, universe? Well,
4: you know, the, the, How guy, did we the, get here? the guys were praying in Jesus' name when they broke into the Senate, right? How Their did spin- we
3: get here? Oh, my God. I mean, it's like a science fiction novel in some way, some dystopian nightmare that we've created. But, uh,
4: but uh, so we can talk about this from a bunch of different angles and we don't have time to attack it from all. But, but looking at it from the perspective of that guy, what was his name? Joseph, Joseph Biggs. Biggs. Joseph Biggs. Sentenced today.
3: And it, there'll be a second one apparently. Perhaps today. Right now. Yeah. Perhaps
4: today. It just made me sad. It made me sad that returning vets don't have a community of people to become immersed in so that they can find a way to re uh, to reenter into society. Because I can't imagine how that you do that. I cannot, Sisterhood. I can't imagine that transition.
3: Right.
4: <laughs> I can't imagine me being able to navigate that. Um, so I just have a lot of compassion Anyone for vets who, who, are that, has, who are on that road, who are you, on that if road. If you do that successfully. So that, that was the first thing that made me sad. The other thing that made me sad is that it was so, is that someone like Alex Jones, who traffics in uh, lies and misinformation Nonsense. and manipulation, um, And heinous conspiracy theory
3: to profit himself
4: was a place where this guy found a home and how many millions of people have been seduced by Alex Jones and all of the garbage that he spouts. Uh, But it's not just Alex Jones. There are a lot of people who do online shows or on radio shows or TV shows who just get people fired up. And that's what they do. That's how they get their clicks. That's how they get their ratings. And it seems like they don't have any concern about the wake of damaged people that they leave behind them.
3: I agree. I I think and largely it's driven by the dollar. It's probably it is right. How many people can I get outraged? So they come back again and again and again, whether it's true or not.
4: Because it's like an amphetamine.
3: Right. And most of it's not true. But I'll just do it because I know that there's a check waiting for me. And clearly, Alex Jones profited handsomely yeah. over this, yeah. over the many, many years, selling his particular line of BS.
4: Right. So Alex Jones, I mean, is he reaching out to Joseph Biggs today and saying, Joe, man, sorry, I'm really man. sorry for you? No, probably not. No. He's just because he, the guy at the top doesn't care about no. all of the lives Collateral who, he, damage. who he just decided to sweep up in his mm-hmm. you know, search for to be the head of a media empire.
3: But can you imagine this man's going to spend 17 Seven, yeah, years yeah, yep, in jail. behind bars? Yep for that day, for what happened and other people, men and women just like him to a lesser extent with lesser lesser sentences. Was it worth it? Really? Was it worth it?
4: We need to step aside. When we come back, it's the parable of the pearl of great price. Dr. Amy Peeler from Wheaton College will be with us. Uh, It's an interesting topic. What's really most important? It's next. Glad you're with us. 101.5
8: WORD.
9: Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Knowledge and wisdom without love.
6: Zero. Do you see how important this is? That's what Paul is doing at the front end of this chapter. He's telling us that this is the indispensable ingredient of our lives.
2: Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, The Power of Love, next time
9: on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD.
8: can hardly believe it, but it's time for the last barbecue of the summer at the Springhouse in 84. Don't miss out on this great summer taste treat. And come to the Springhouse this Labor Day for fantastic chicken cooked over the pit with lots of country vegetable casseroles, homemade rolls, homemade desserts, and, of course, our own Springhouse chocolate milk. Eat in our picnic patch or sun porch or take it home to your own picnic. And although this last chicken barbecue marks the end of the summer at the Springhouse. it also signals the beginning of lots of fun fall events we'll soon be having hog roasts and pumpkin patch hay rides plus lots of other special events to celebrate this beautiful autumn time of the year so be sure to come this labor day to the spring house and help us celebrate
14: this is an urgent announcement for anyone that's ten thousand dollars or more in debt before you make another minimum payment you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605.
8: Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic, truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. We're
3: happy to welcome Dr. Amy Peeler back to our show. Dr. Peeler is Associate Professor of New Testament at Wheaton College, Associate Rector at St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Geneva, Illinois, also the author of a very fine work, Women and the Gender of God. But here today to talk to us, Dr. Peeler, about the parable of the pearl of great price. Amy, welcome back.
12: Uh, So good to be with you always, John. Hope you're doing well today.
3: It's a lovely day here in western Pennsylvania. You just made it better.
12: Well, so too here in Wheaton. We're kind of free of the hot. It feels like fall is on the way. Mm. So that's a great thing.
4: (laughs) All right. So let me read this passage from the Gospel of Matthew, Mm. Amy, and it's a short one. Um, Right. Yeah. It says, uh, you know, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. So this isn't a series talking about the kingdom of heaven. Um, Mm -hmm. Talk about what you hear when you hear that parable.
12: Yeah, so I was assigned this parable to share about it with our students here at Wheaton College yesterday. And I was pretty nervous when I first got it because I thought, oh, my goodness, this is very short. How can I get 20 minutes of reflection (laughs) (laughs) out of these two verses? Uh, but again, I have always found Scripture to be so rich that it never actually proves to be a problem. Uh, but you're right, Matthew has joined many of Jesus' teaching and parables into this chapter, chapter 13. It's probably the case that Jesus told stories like this multiple times, multiple places, that Matthew gathers them all up together. And this is actually right after one that sounds very similar, uh, the parable of the hidden treasure. So there's a treasure hidden in a field, someone comes across it, and then they sell everything they own to purchase the field so that they can have the treasure. So typically, these are interpreted as the gospel, the kingdom of God, relationship with Jesus is so worth it, it's worth giving everything for to have possession of that relationship. And I think that's totally true it resonates with what Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. One other thing I noticed is that Matthew frames these parables with two stories about Jesus's family. So right before the parables start, he, his mother and brothers come and say, come and talk to us. And he said, no, who are my mother and brothers? Those who do the will of God. It kind of sounds like he's Rejecting his family, maybe. I I don't really think that's the case. I just think he's saying, hey, faith is what is most important, not a blood connection. And then right after the parables, he's in Nazareth, and that's when people don't follow him. They're like, who is this guy? He's one of us. How can he claim to be so important and the Messiah? So you have the framing of this with like, he kind of puts his family in his place and then his hometown rejects him. And that might be a way of reiterating. Sometimes following Jesus might cost even those friends and family closest to us. Uh, we might have to give those things up. So I think that's a good general message about these parables. But then I found something kind of surprising. But maybe I'd like to hear from you all. Is that kind of how you have heard this parable taught before, as give up everything for life with God?
4: Yes, Uh, that's my answer. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) also it made me, uh, kind of laugh because the last, uh, segment that we talked about before you came on was about the prosperity gospel. And yeah, we were talking about that new or that the new season of the HBO show, the righteous gemstones, which is about the, you know, a prosperity gospel empire. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so it would seem like that is with uh, direct opposition, to what mm-hmm. it's talking about the right. kingdom of God looking like.
3: That I want and love Jesus so much, I would do anything to acquire him.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. As, oppo- mm-hmm. as, opposed yeah. to, as opposed to the story of the TV show, which is that if you follow Jesus, then you're going to get everything. Money in the bank. Right. Mm-hmm.
12: Mm-hmm. Right. No, and I think that's totally true. That's a false promise. Like we are promised abundant life, but we are not promised health and wealth mm-hmm. right here and right now Instead, cost. So I think that is all correct. But what jumped out to me as I studied these parables is that I noticed initially that in the first one, the treasure one, um, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. But in this one, the second one, he does not compare the kingdom of heaven to the pearl. He instead says the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant Mm. who is searching for the pearl. So that's the beautiful thing about parables, your eyes are really directed to different parts of the story. And then I also noticed that in the first parable, the person just kind of happens upon the treasure. They're just kind of going about their normal work of tending to their field. And lo and behold, they discover this treasure. But in the second, the action is searching, right? This is a merchant. This is the person's job to be on the hunt for precious pearls, and then he finds one, because that was his intent. And that word seeking really kind of jumped out to me, and I did a word study, which is a normal thing to do in looking at the Bible, and I found that the next time that the word seek appears in Matthew's Gospel, it's in chapter 18, where you have another worker, another laborer, this time not a pearl merchant, but a shepherd. The next person who's Hmm. doing searching is when the shepherd is searching for the one lost sheep who's wandering away. And that made me think, I just wonder. Who's the merchant here? Exactly, Kathy, that is the question. And then if you kind of dial this out a bit bigger, this merchant goes out, gives everything to purchase the pearl. And that really resonates with how Scripture says the Son goes out, is sent from the Father to take on flesh, in the language of Philippians 2, to empty himself, to give everything, to purchase, to buy us. And Paul uses the same word in 1 Corinthians twice. You are bought with a price. And so I thought, could it be the case that this parable— we definitely can read it and hear the message again. Give everything for the gospel that is good and true, but I think it's also telling us that God has given everything for us.
10: Wow. God okay, gone. so we're not His the merchant because Amy. we're the
12: pearl. I-, I think we're supposed to see ourselves as the pearl and not as the something merchant. Else, wow. Incredible value. Yes. <laughs> That's so beautiful. <laughs> and I'm... then that becomes a foundation if you know you are so valued by God then that um, request or that command that you give everything is so much easier because you're like, this person thinks that I am worth a million dollars. Of course I would give up everything for the one who values me so.
3: Hmm. That's really lovely.
4: Wow. Well, I I mean, I've never thought of it that way, but reading it now, I don't see how we can interpret it another way.
12: So... Well, that's an interesting question. I wonder, could we see it both ways? Can Like, we? right, an initial path? Is, well, I don't know. That's an excellent question. Are we allowed to do
3: that? Initially, hmm. when you read it, I mean, all these years, did you think that you were the merchant? Yes.
4: yes. I always did. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. And so, Amy, you've shaded this in a very particular style here. Mm-hmm.
12: Okay, And and I think there's some like verbal connections that make that really plausible. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I haven't done is go back and do kind of history of research to see if any believers before us have read it in that way. Because that would be an encouragement for that interpretation if other Christians have said, oh, yeah, let's see it that way. I just haven't gotten to that stage in my investigation yet. Mm -hmm.
3: When I hear that, when I hear that we are the pearl, and Mm -hmm. I believe that. It often, I think this is the human frailty, that Mm -hmm. we don't hold ourselves high enough in some way, Mm -hmm. in the truth Mm. of it, in the beauty of who we are, of Mm -hmm. God's creation. I think most of us, you know, there's a false ego, of course, but we tend to downgrade ourselves.
12: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have to keep that tension of recognizing that we are sinful, this world is corrupt, we make mistakes, we know all of that. But if that's the only message we ever think about and we don't hold on to the truth that we are made in God's image and therefore of infinite value, then the gospel itself loses some of its power. Mm -hmm. Uh, God said, not because we have merit in and of ourselves, but God said, I have created you as valuable and nothing can change that. That's so wonderful.
4: We're talking to Dr. Amy Peeler, who's uh, she's associate professor of New Testament at Wheaton College. Uh, okay, I have to go back to this. This is this 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 reading of this is really blowing my mind, Amy. So uh, I'm looking here, and we're talking about the 13th chapter of Matthew, uh, verses 44 and 45. So in 44, Amy, um, you already mm-hmm. said this, but I'm going to repeat it. The kingdom of heaven is mm-hmm. like treasure hidden in a mm-hmm. field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, went and sold all he had and bought that field. So Mm -hmm. and then in 45, it says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. Mm -hmm. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. So are they Mm -hmm. are those two verses saying the same thing or are they telling you two sides of the story?
12: You no, know, that's that's an excellent observation. And I, too, noticed first you have this, again, word. This is often true in poetry from the people of Israel, which, which parables are kind of in that broad genre of telling truths in creative ways. It's often the case that poetry says a similar idea, but not exactly the same idea. And there are verbal clues. Not only the kingdom of heaven is like the treasure and then the merchant, but also the verbs. This is really fascinating to me. The verbs in verse 44 are in the present. I think that is saying to us, you know, it is a lifetime endeavor. You always need to give up everything to possess the kingdom. You don't do that once and then you're good forever. Fascinatingly, the key verbs in verses 45 and 46, the Pearl Parable, are in the past. Yes, I see The merchant see has already done the work. He, he's already gone out. He's already bought it. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, seems to speak of the finality of the work of Christ. So that's maybe where I would land, but I don't think it's inappropriate to see the same idea, the same call to discipleship reiterated in both. But the again, the flexibility of poetry says that that can be true. And also, I can see it in this other way. And then the again is not telling us a totally different idea, but asking us to look at the truth from a different perspective. And that's so often how discipleship works. We are called to follow the pathway that Jesus has already taken. He's already given it all <laughs> for uh, the, to reign sovereign over God's kingdom. And so we follow in that mode.
4: That's Amy Peeler. Amy, do I remember that now you're a professor of New Testament? That's right. Okay. I was going to
12: email you. I'm sorry about that.
4: I'm sorry. As I was saying it out loud, I thought, (laughs) wait, that's not right. That's not right. Anyway, she's professor of New Testament and also author of a book called Gender: Women Women. and the Gender of God. Amy, this has been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Always wonderful. Thank you all for having me. I look forward to the next time. Me too. Boy, that was super interesting. That was super interesting.
3: We're the pearl. We're the pearl? (laughs) Wow. Does this make sense? That's next.
7: Attention, taxpayers. Ready for some bad news? With $80
16: billion in new funding from Congress, the IRS has launched their most aggressive hiring campaign ever to ramp up enforcement. If you're ignoring your taxes, don't delay another minute because your paycheck, your bank account, even your home or business could already be at risk. Now, here's the good news. Optima Tax Relief, America's number one tax relief firm, can get to work immediately, helping to protect you from the IRS. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, their tax Tax attorneys and licensed professionals are experts at resolving tax problems. Let them help determine if you qualify for the Fresh Start Initiative or other powerful IRS tax assistance programs. Take control. Call Optima Tax Relief now for a free
6: consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
13: My brother-in-law died suddenly
9: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop, you save.
2: Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to your retirement blueprint with accurate solutions group investment advisory services offered through ASG investment management, LLC.
8: 101.5 R D F M Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying lay the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, tune in and odyssey.
10: People been saying to your friend, get a different face and posting on their feed. They're super ugly. The thing things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend I'll stand up for you.
12: Don't worry, I know what to do. Know someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
11: Clear skies for tonight. A jacket may come in handy. The low 53. Plenty of sunshine tomorrow. High 79. Good weather for sleeping tomorrow night with clear skies. Low 56. Beautiful start to the weekend Saturday. Mostly sunny skies. A high of 85. Plenty of sunshine Sunday. Very warm. More humid. The start of an extended period of heat and humidity. The high 89. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
4: Does this make sense?
3: It does what makes sense?
4: Soft serve frozen yogurt. With the little topping bar at the end. You yeah. choose your flavor and then you put your topping on and then you weigh it. Yeah. And you pay by the ounce. That's nice. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah. Stand alone, frozen yogurt doesn't make any sense. But you add all those extra accoutrements mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in Put some trail mix on there
4: Wouldn't that be delicious? Yeah, yeah Give me some M&M's on National Trail Mix Day? Yeah What about if you put some Oreos on there? Love it How about little Reese's crumpled up?
3: But wait, no Isn't the reason you're eating that Is because of health reasons? Well, that's why Does it make sense? Is what I'm asking you Well, you know We'll take something good And run it into the ground Right? It's just how we are Yeah, but it still makes sense Because uh, who doesn't want to eat that? I do Happy to have it. I've been to those little those little sort of yogurt bars. It's delicious. It's a really great idea. I'm assuming you say it makes sense.
4: It makes so much sense. <laughs> I went there last night. Did you? I went to one. There's one on Murray Avenue in Squirrel Hill. Oh. And I went there. Your
3: new favorite place. And
4: I love it. So I mm. haven't had it in a long time. I know exactly it's what it is. It's so good. Yeah. Excellent. It's excellent. It makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. It makes so much sense that it's been in my head today.
3: Oh, you want to go back? Yeah,
4: exactly. I'm that's how, mu- that's how much sense <laughs> soft serve frozen yogurt makes. With? Yes.
3: The adult. Even
4: my daughter had it without. Oh, really? She didn't have any. She said it was still delicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't as delicious, I'm sure.
3: Soft serve frozen yogurt. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Does this make sense? The spotted lanternfly. Now look, everybody has the same reaction when you first see them.
4: Oh, oh that's a pretty bug. That is so
3: beautiful. And then they take over your life. There's like, I mean, up here in Green Tree,
4: I'm, this is like the apex of is. the lantern fly in
3: the country. It feels like. it's crazy. They're everywhere. Here. They were in my office.
4: They're it's everywhere.
3: Outrageous. But. If you saw one of those like in January or February, it would be a miracle. Just one. Now, we're like crushing them with great vigor. Mm-hmm. Little kids running after them mm-hmm. to slaughter all of them.
4: That doesn't No, they Are you asking me if, if the lantern fly makes sense? Yeah. No, it does not make sense. But either does the tree it eats. Tree of heaven is a right. very ugly tree. It
3: doesn't make sense. None but, of it makes sense. But they hitched a ride here from China via Korea, in, in
4: Berks County,
3: right, and and here they are. I don't know. I like them. I think they're pretty. Yeah. I do. Okay. I well, do. Let's... Here, listen. Researchers using infrared thermology have found that the spotted lanternfly emits long wavelength infrared light. What? What? One hundred
8: one point five W O R D
7: two things that hit a family budget the hardest the price of gas and of groceries let us ease that pain at the pump when you enter the The $18,000 gas and groceries giveaway the grand prize winner gets $10,000 in gift cards for gas and groceries three first prize winners each get $1,000 gift cards and ten second prize winners will get $500 gift cards for gas and groceries that's $18,000 total sign up to
9: win now at wordfm.com slash contests this is an urgent announcement for
14: any one that's ten thousand dollars or more in debt before you make another minimum payment you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt total financial freedom can help you become debt free in months instead of years resolve your credit card debt signature loans department store cards internet loans and timeshares call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605.
13: Turn your home into restricted airspace. Tell incoming flights you want them diverted. The new Raid Essentials Light Trap plugs into the wall and uses light to attract, then trap, flying insects like fruit flies and mosquitoes. Its 24-7 continuous attraction provides insecticide-free protection that's people and pet friendly. Mm -hmm. Consider air service interrupted. New Raid Essentials Light Trap,
5: insecticide-free protection. Okay, next time you're at the store, I dare you to not think about the unmistakable fresh, clean scent of Irish Spring. Yeah, you heard me. I want you to resist picturing a shower filled with those sensational Irish spring suds. And if you succeed, well, you got what my gramps used to call resolutitude. Not a real word, but let's be honest. You're probably going to end up leaving with Irish spring because of its irresistible scent and because you have zero resolutitude. Pick up Irish spring
1: at Walmart today reports of new state requirements for pa public school teachers have many parents concerned about racial equity learning resources in the classroom to gender and identity politics now may be a great time to try christian education a faith-focused education that believes in transparency parents and that values every student get half off a year's tuition beginning this fall at a participating school near you like pittsburgh christian academy in west mifflin learn more at wordfm.com tuitions pittsburgh christian schools
3: education that believes in you of course we all remember whenever we heard about the dobbs decision effectively roe versus wade being overturned and and with good reason great jubilation people were, i can't believe it it was a miracle of miracles never for, did you now think
4: f- now for half of the population if, if you, you were not
3: right if you were a pro-lifer right you are a pro-life person holy smokes now, of course, half the population, as you well said, Kath, in just great despair, wringing their hands, the gnashing of their teeth. So now that the dust is settled, so to speak, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Is this a good thing for our country? Bruce Ankobiak is with us. He's a law professor at St. Vincent College, a regular guest on our show. And Bruce, we really appreciate your, your comments you're about to make here opining about the wisdom of the repeal of Roe v. Wade. Thanks for being with us.
16: Well thank you and you know the the problem with this with the Dobbs decision is that the dust is not settled and it won't be settled unless the Supreme Court begins to examine more carefully a critical underlying issue that really does challenge its own integrity as an institution the the problem with the Dobbs case is that the methodology the court used to get to it, which was actually the same methodology they used to get to the Roe decision in the first place, is a is a fundamentally flawed methodology that leaves open the absolute possibility that all that has to happen is a change in a couple of seats on the Supreme Court, and you could be immediately back to Roe versus Wade without there being any change in the Constitution without any new insight as to what it means.
4: Now, wait, now, hold on, has, Bruce. I'm going to interrupt you for a minute yes. because I, <laughs> uh, you know, not being uh, any kind of law expert whatsoever uh, from my armchair, it seems like the uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade was different because it was taking uh, the uh, decision making power out of the seat of the of SCOTUS and putting it in the seat of the yes. states. So um, what kind of. Is that the methodology you're talking about or a different one?
16: No, 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 no. You see, in in a case that could come five years from now, the Supreme Court could reassert its ability under their current thinking, their current methodology, they could reassert their ability to again take this issue and say it is not a an issue for legislatures. It is an issue for courts. You see, the problem is, the basis of Roe versus Wade was a finding that a woman has a fundamental constitutional right to obtain an abortion after, or before the child reaches the, the the stage of viability. Now, the question is, where did that fundamental right come from? We know that fundamental rights are listed in the Bill of Rights, but there is certainly nothing in the Bill of Rights that talks about abortion. But the court... In, in a series of cases and in a series of reasoning, decided that it was capable of finding other fundamental constitutional rights that exist and to then enforce them mm-hmm. with equal vigor to the rights that are in the, the Bill of Rights. And certainly there are other fundamental constitutional rights. In fact, the Ninth Amendment to the Constitution tells us that that the enumeration of the rights in the first eight amendments and the the quote is they are not meant to deny or disparage others retained by the people the only problem is there's no footnote in the ninth amendment
4: as to what they are
16: tells us what those other rights are who can find them or how they're supposed to go about determining them so what the supreme court did beginning in the mid-1960s was to say well the Ninth Amendment is a grant of authority to us to do this, and we're going to do it in two ways. First, we're going to look at the rights that are specified in the Bill of Rights, and if we can infer a right from one mm, of those right we we can do this and 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 that's very sensible. You know, you have a right to free speech, you must certainly have a right to publish your speech. But what the court did was to say, well, there are lots of amendments that create a right of privacy. And this right of privacy must mean that you have a right to obtain an abortion. That, that seems a bit of a stretch yeah. on the process of inference. Then the court had a second methodology, which was to say, well, those rights are fundamental, which, which are relying upon the traditions and conscience of the nation. Now, this mm-hmm. is particularly dangerous because to say I'm going to rely on traditions is to look back into the history of the country. And unfortunately, the further back you go, the worse the traditions get. We had a tradition in this country that supported slavery. Slavery, We had a tradition in this country that supported women not having any political or civil rights. The question is simply how far back do you want to go? And the Supreme Court, in the course of its efforts to use this traditions theory, has contradicted itself Mm. multiple times. In 1936, they said there's no fundamental right to a defendant to be tried twice for the same crime. The the day after they decided that, a man named Palco in Connecticut went to the gas chamber and was executed. Thirty years later, the Supreme Court said, oh, you know what? There is a fundamental right to that a little too late for palco but they they changed their mind in 1986 the supreme court held that states could make criminal the actions of consenting adults engaging in sexual contact voluntarily with each other if they were of the same gender they upheld that on the basis that look at the history and tradition these sort of acts have been made criminal going back into English history. Mm-hmm. Then 17 years later, the court said, well, no, the the most relevant tradition is the last 50 years. And in the last 50 years, there hasn't really been so much of that sort of legislation. And so it, it, it's a different tradition. Now why 50 years was picked is mm-hmm. completely arbitrary. Mm-hmm. It was meant to fit the outcome the court wanted to fit. And the ultimate case about, though, to me, about the, the fallacy of this traditions analysis was a case in California where a couple has a child. Unfortunately, the husband was not the father of the child. The hus- the father of the child was the lover of the wife. That lover came forward and said, I want to pay Uh, child support and I want visitation. That's my child. And the California court said, well, we're sorry. We have a presumption that if a child is born during a lawful marriage, the child is the child of that marriage. So you don't have any rights, sir. He sued and he said, well, look, what is the most fundamental tradition of all that a parent parent the child? It got up to the Supreme Court. Antonine Scalia wrote the opinion. Scalia was no fan of this um, traditions analysis, and I think he probably had a lot of fun twisting his, his compatriots up there with it. He wrote an opinion that said, Sir, we are absolutely going to apply the traditions analysis, but you have unfortunately misread it. We apply the most specific tradition, and the most specific tradition here is not that of you being a parent, It is that you are an adulterer, and (laughs) adulterers get no rights before the law. (laughs) You, sir, should be put in jail, because we used to jail adulterers. And he said, well, so get out of here. You don't get anything. (laughs) Now, Justice Brennan, one of the ultimate liberals on the court, would use the traditions analysis a lot had to write in that opinion you know gee this attrition's analysis is he said both malleable and elusive and whenever we try to apply it it is problematic well that was an understatement now dobbs overruled roe on the basis that there was no tradition of establishing abortion in this country going back to the country's origins there were no laws that, that allowed uh, abortion essentially right. on demand, as, as it were. And, and that was in that,
4: the – I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, was yeah, that no, in – I haven't read the Zobb's the decision since it came out. Uh, so mm-hmm. am I remembering that that was in the opinion that was written by Alito, or was that in the, uh, the ancillary one no, uh, that Kavanaugh wrote?
16: That's the lead opinion. Okay. That that this this that we are we are applying the traditions analysis here, but as we look at the tradition of abortion in this country, it doesn't exist, and therefore mm. there is no fundamental right to abortion. Mm-hmm. States have to have to still <clears throat> have rational bases for their laws about abortion, but there is no fundamental right that would make the state have to prove a compelling interest. Mm-hmm. And see, the the problem that I have with this, particularly as a lawyer and somebody who has taught the U.S. Constitution for over 40 years, is that the court leaves itself open to very significant charges of illegitimacy when it does not root its opinions in some solid basis of constitutional interpretation, when it seems like this is just a matter of which political party had the influence to get sufficient justices on the court and to and to mold a public opinion rather than an opinion rooted in good constitutional jurisprudence. And but it is that way today. And this is why I say within a few years, it is very possible that a new Supreme Court would take a different look at traditions and reinstate the Roe opinion. Mm-hmm. So
4: the traditions are uh, one of the rights that you say that we infer.
16: Well, it's it's it sort of it's it's sort of they blend these two together. It, you know, it's an inference about rights, but then, you know, when we're really trying to see if this is a fundamental right, we really go to this traditions idea. And has there been this tradition? Now again. Is it the tradition going back to the founding, going back before Mm -hmm. the founding, or is it last 50 years, last 10 years, last 20 years? All of these have been arbitrary measures they have imposed, which seemingly would lead a normal person to think, gee, you want the outcome to come out this way, and now you're going to go back and structure the reasoning to get to it.
3: Interesting. So then, Bruce, it feels as though the law is not set in stone, but set in tradition.
16: Well, it's set in the minds of the Supreme Court as to how they interpret tradition. Mm-hmm. And and that that perhaps is is the thing that makes those decisions uh, houses built on sand.
4: Boy, Bruce, I wish we had a lot more time to talk about this. Yes, the slippery you know, slope, slope yeah, of it. Yeah, I'd all. like to talk about more of the things that mm-hmm. uh, Justice Alito inclu- included in that opinion, so thank but you, we're Bruce. already out of time.
16: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm glad to have had this time with you, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Our yeah. pleasure.
3: Bruce a law professor at St. Vincent College. There's a song in the old Fiddler on the Roof uh, musical called Tradition. You know it?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. of course.
3: Yeah, maybe that's the uh, the legal precedent from now on, the Fiddler on the Roof law. Bruce Ankowiak. Take a break. Come back. How much
11: is safety and peace of mind worth to you? Severe weather can happen suddenly, and the AccuWeather app gives you more accurate and timely warnings than any other source, right down to the street level. A Premium Plus subscription on the AccuWeather app costs less than a cup of coffee each month, and with it, you get the fastest and most accurate alerts to keep you and your loved ones safer. Clear, concise, and actionable forecasts with superior accuracy. Download the AccuWeather app and choose a Premium Plus subscription today.
6: Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Ron had a tax problem he just couldn't handle on his own. I owed the IRS taxes for over five years, but I didn't have any money to pay the taxes. Those years cost him dearly. Most of it was fees and interest. It was horrible. Ron finally called in the pros. I called Optima Tax Relief, and boy, am I happy I did. (laughs) The leading tax resolution firm, Optima, is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. They've resolved over a billion dollars for their clients. Ron was overjoyed. They settled my account. With the IRS, I was ecstatic. They are a lifesaver. <laughs> they are. I am so happy. <laughs> Take Ron's advice and call Optima now for a free consultation. Yeah, don't do like I did and wait. Call Optima Tax Relief. Do it now. You'll be ecstatic like me. <laughs> call 800 965 1433. 800 965 1433. 800 965 1433. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
5: Hope happens here. With the very best in inspirational programming, start your new season with Cornerstone Television Network. Hope Today, Origins, Sister to Sister, Hard Questions, Move Your Mountain, Today's Nashville, Dashing Dish, Signs of the Times, and Cornerstone Connect. Find hope for a better day and sample the best of local Christian TV on Cornerstone Television Network.
1: Runners, take your mark for the 41st Annual Labor Day 5K Classic, Monday, September 4th. Known as the fastest 5K race in Western PA, the 5K Classic benefits the work of Washington Christian Outreach to help meet the material and spiritual needs of the underprivileged in the community. Race time is 9 to 11 a.m., beginning at Stone Pavilion, Washington Park. Runners and walkers of every age and ability are welcome. Sign up by 9 a.m. on race day or find the event in advance at runsignup.com.
4: You know, you can stay home and watch any football, baseball, hockey, soccer game you want. On College TV. football starts College tonight. College football starts tonight. I can't wait. But there's no sport that values the food as much as baseball because it's warm. Songs about you I mean, yeah, Buy exactly. Me some exactly. And crack. I mean, just the food is such an important. I have never in my entire life ever gone to a baseball game without eating.
3: Oh, never! Yeah. It's what's, like the, it's, what's the point? Exactly. I'm on a diet. Exactly. I can't go to the game.
4: Anyway, I saw a latest survey about uh, what stadiums have the best food in, uh, this is stadiums with the best reviewed
3: food. Okay. All right.
4: Okay. So uh, I'm going to start at the top spot and just go to the t- top 10. Let me guess. Do, yeah.
3: Dodger Stadium.
4: Nope. Oh, no. Nope. Really? Mm-mm. I'm not even sure that that's what? in the top You would think Dodger Stadium 10.
3: would be right there no tell me top stadium
4: uh it is oriole park at camden yards oh Mm
10: -hmm.
3: well they're having crabs
4: it's one of major league baseball's newest stadiums it's one of the only ballparks in america that allows you to bring along your own food and non-alcoholic drinks once you've seen the reviews though they say you might not want to uh highest rated food choices there Beef and pork sandwiches from Boog's Barbecue, Harris Creek Oyster and Seafood Crab there Cakes, and loaded hot dogs from Stuggies.
3: Mm-hmm. Boog's. Boog Pile.
4: Following closely behind is American Family Field, home of the Brewers. Oh, you got some brought? Featuring a fan-shaped convertible roof, we all know about that. Uh, Popular food choices include brats, nachos, pretzels, and hot dogs, but they also have Smoke Shack's Barbecue Chicken Sandwich, which apparently is a big deal. Third is Comerica Park, home of the Tigers. Um, Reviews boast good food options from gyro nachos, Greek-inspired nachos, hot dogs, and a big cat court. Um, Next, we have T-Mobile Park in Seattle. Oh. Really? garlic sure. fries hmm. is the number one choice review stating quote wherever you sit whatever else you like to do at a mariners' game do not miss the garlic fries really okay then we have petco park um it's uh wait where's where's petco park San francisco San? is that yeah. is that what it is yeah okay
3: no no is that Levi God, field is that Levi state
4: why why uh, do we have to live this way? cause because it's,
3: cause it's money because everyone ha- how many PNC Parks are there? There are PNC Park and this PNC Field. Well, in different we're not cities. talking about
4: that. Okay, um, so I am happy to tell you that in the top ten we have PNC Park. What? So uh, Camden Yards number one, American Family Field, Comerica Park, T-Mobile Park, Petco Park, uh, PNC Park number
3: nine. Really? I told you we had number nine. We had lunch for. It cost me $163. Well,
4: it didn't say this is the cheapest food at a stadium. It's best-reviewed food at the stadium. So Um, I felt pretty good about
3: that. Yeah. Who doesn't want to go to a game and sit nosh?
4: Now, at the other end of the scale, the stadiums with the worst-reviewed food belong mostly to NFL venues. (laughs) Because it's too cold, and do you really want to eat food out there?
2: Probably in Cleveland. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.